Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Kyle Fincham. This is Behind the Movement, and my conversation today is with Rosé Tutuzaus. Um, I'm excited to be sharing this with you, um, and we will get to it very quickly. Um, let me make my announcements as quick as possible. Um, I'm sitting here in Lisbon, and I'll be facilitating an infinite play event here this Saturday um, with some support from uh, the crew over at Movement Lisboa. Um, so if you're anywhere nearby, I would love to see you there. You can go to kylefencham.com for the, uh, the information to sign up. And then on October 2nd and 3rd, I'll be headed to Barcelona, where uh, I'll be doing a, a two-day infinite play workshop that uh, um, is being hosted by Tom Wexler of Movement Archery. Um, so if you want to sign up for that, you can actually just go straight to movementarchery.com, <clears throat> and uh, all the information is there and, and the, the email to register. So if you're nearby there, I would love to see you there as well. Um, the weekend after that, which is the 9th and 10th, I'll be headed to Milan for another two-day workshop um, at Natked City Life Milan. Um, they're hosting the event. Um, again, you can just go to their website for the information and to register, and it's just natked, N-A-T-K-E-D, dot com. And after that, I think we'll, we'll have a, a couple more events while we're here in Europe, um, but they're, they're still kind of coming together, so I will keep them on the down low at the moment, but um, I think uh, we'll be putting those out there soon. Um, but yeah, if you're nearby, any of those ones that I just, uh, I just mentioned, it would be a uh, a real pleasure to see you. So uh, yeah, find your way to us. Um, as I said, my conversation that I'm sharing with you today is with Roser Tutuzaus. And we actually recorded this podcast just before we we left for Europe. And, and then I uh, arrived in France last week where I took, where I attended, um, Rosé's and Tom's workshop in uh, a town just outside Toulouse. It was a five-day workshop called The Art of Practice, and it was beautiful. It was amazing. Um, I'm always so, I don't know, excited and inspired by um, what Rosé and Tom present and how they present it. So I want to uh, first send us a big thank you out to them for, uh, for facilitating the event because I, I, I thought it was really beautiful. And if you've never taken a workshop with them, uh, I highly recommend it. I know that they have an, a number of them coming up um, between now and the end of the year. So uh, if you're anywhere nearby those, uh, I, I can't recommend them more highly. Um, so yeah, big thank you to, to Rosé and Tom for the event. Um, I also want to thank uh, everybody else who was there, 
it was such a pleasure to meet everybody um, and move and groove and and communicate with all of you. So yeah, if you were there, I'm thinking of you. I'm looking forward to seeing you again sometime soon. Um, so yeah, it was beautiful. And, and now here we are, uh, and I'm presenting the podcast that Rosera and I recorded just before uh, this event that uh, that I attended that, that, that she taught at. So if you're not familiar with Rosera, let me give you a little bit of her background here. Um, she holds degrees in dance and in journalism, and she just finished a master's in design and space production. She's worked for various choreographers and also choreographs herself. Uh, since 2017, she's collaborated with Tom Wexler, and in 2019, they performed the per, er, per, they formed the performance arts company Wonderground. Currently, Wonderground is in the process of finalizing the creation of a stage duo called Tears in the Rain, in which uh, Tom and Roser direct and perform, and Shadows of the Mind, another stage duo, which they choreograph for two Finnish dancers. Uh, Roser writes articles about movement and the relationship with culture, history, economics, geography, or the political situation of the different places and countries she has the opportunity to visit when she teaches. All those articles are collected in the blog at uh, waysofmoving.net. So, let's get to it. As I said, I'm uh, excited and thrilled to share this conversation with you, so I won't waste any more time. Here it is, my conversation with Rosé Tutuzaus. Do you enjoy doing choreography as much as you enjoy performing, or is it? Or do you seem kind of like different, just totally different? Uh, no, it's like, I think it's, uh, I enjoy the both processes. Actually, mm -hmm. I, I really enjoy creation. Like it's something that I really, really like to be in, a, in the studio and, uh, and to witness how like, a, like an idea that it's like a seed, it's a, almost like, or even like an onion, you know, you are peeling it and it, it kind of, uh, it reveals layers and it becomes something bigger from like this little thing, you know? And, and this, is, like, this really fascinates me. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then uh, I also like performing because it's like, it's almost re, uh, living all the time, uh, all this process of discovery that, that you have during the creation. And also like you can share it with people that were not in the studio, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And then in that sense, like what it's a bit hard for me, it's like to choreograph without being embodied. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, for example, we were just being choreographers or not dancers, but we were like uh, making the practice with them because I feel that if I don't put the body, it's almost, I'm losing like touch with something that is a bit more intuitive as a, as a maker or as a creator, especially like, like, like wanting to create with dance as language. So, mm -hmm. so I'll try to, what I struggle the most is like with the part of not dancing. Mm -hmm. 
So then what does that process look like? Like, I mean, I guess, I guess I'm curious about this one specific one where you show up and these people have hired you to, to be their choreographers. Like, like, what is that? How do you kind of like approach them as like the onion and like begin to like peel back the layers? Uh-huh. Uh, like in this case, it was like, uh, we, we bring the concept, like a concept mm-hmm. that uh, we are interested to work and then we share it with them. And in that sense, also from the beginning, because of the nature of the project, like we felt uh, that they had to be involved at least like to know what, what conceptually was going on, you know? So like we ask them, we, we ask them the questions that we are also asking ourselves uh, in, the, in like more the concept realm of the, of the creation. And, and then like we pretty much share like uh, what's our tools for making, which is like having a, a practice that tries to like define the body, the specific body that this wall, this performance, this creation, we feel or we sense that that needs to like be a construct because you know, like there is always like each piece needs specific bodies because it portrays uh, specific ideas. But then this is also very much connected to what it's interesting for me now, or uh, like body-wise, like. Mm-hmm. So this was like a little bit sharing this, this space with them. Mm-hmm. And also, so in the structure and in the, in the ways, and then specifically inventing the, the movement task uh, specific for this piece. So, you know, like the structure is it's shared, the structure of the practice, but the movement uh, tasks are specific for each piece. Did I explain myself? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by like the process and people's different processes and, and especially, I don't know, with the, with the, the work that people like you are doing, especially with like backgrounds and improvisation, you know, like mm-hmm. how, how these processes kind of unfold. Um, yeah, it's it, in some way, it's, it's just like, it's like this very playful way of creation kind of being like, you know, always kind of like um, collaborating with like all things, not just like the people, but the spaces and, and internally yeah. everything. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. Yeah, like, I mean, in that sense, I, I recently I discovered that something that I used to like to, 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 to do or like that it happens a lot in, in when I'm in creation is like almost like accidental meetings. Mm. It's like, <laughs> I don't know if it's just something that you are like searching and that's like, that's why there is this meeting, but they are totally accidental, you know, and it's more of like, the, the attention or the awareness of what it is around you and then like what happens you know like we we there was like this idea so we came with a, an idea of like having a lighthouse you know or, or like the idea of a landscape of a lighthouse as a place of the happening but it was just because in the rehearsal there was like a light that was like wrongly blinking you know so like <laughs> it's yeah it's, of- you have to be it's like you have to really be practice and like uh, practiced in in observation right like constantly letting everything kind of be observing so that like 
you're hearing things when they're said, because I think, uh, I don't know, I think that we are like our, 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 often our lives and our worlds, or at least the spaces we occupy are so sanitized that there's like, we aren't left with a lot to observe, mm-hmm. right? And then mm-hmm. it means that when things happen, they, they, they fly past us because like, we're not tuned into it, mm-hmm. right? And we're yeah. also kind of conditioned to be distracted by other things, but like the art of, of, of observation is so like powerful, right? Cause it's like, that's how you're, you're kind of present for those things when they kind of land in front of you. Totally. Like, uh, I think it's, it's much more like how, how do you see or how do you sense things? And then of course, like it requires that you uh, have some sort of practice to <laughs> put yourself in the state of being able of observing, because as you said, like life, goes like it's sterile and, and it goes really fast and it go in there's a lot of distraction so I, I almost feel that I need to practice observation almost. Yeah, right. So that like we're able to hear more frequencies. Yeah. Yeah yeah. So so are is that something that you that you do consciously? Like is there is there a kind of like a practice of observation or or I mean, I just know that what you've kind of studied recently makes me think a little bit yes, but I'm curious what you have to say. Yeah, Uh, like, yeah, that like, first of all, like uh, what I studied opened up a lot my senses towards uh, aspects of the space, Mm -hmm. Uh, like, yeah, like colors and, uh, and sounds and shadows and shapes and, uh, like all, all what conforms the space. And, but then I also, for myself, I'll, I'll try to start reading <laughs> every morning, kind of. And I don't know, like doing an activity that it slows down, you know, like the first thing that I do in the morning, it's, it's something that, that it's, it's calming. It's not like already engaging with the wall. It's like engaging with my inner wall. Mm. So... Yeah. And, and, and only because we alluded to it, can you talk about like what you've been studying recently? Just so, so there's some context. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I I have been studying um, uh, design and production of spaces from architectural perspective. Uh, And which means actually it sounds very fancy. It sounds like that you almost can like do whatever space, but it actually means much more like how to see the space, like and what conforms the space. So in that sense, it's like how and with with which elements I can relate that belong to the space, you know. Uh, So this is what I've been studying. So it's it's like. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, learning to see, learning to to see the space, basically, mm-hmm. to observe. And did you like enter the studies with any sort of intention other than just interest, or was there something that you kind of wished for as you kind of got to the end of it, or or do you want to be practicing in architecture or interior mm-hmm. design in any way, or is this just more for for to add? Yeah, I mean, I think like, it, first of all, like straight is more to add, uh, but also I think it was to also give uh, space to, uh, to an interest that I didn't, like I even didn't know like uh, that it was like so formulated, you know, it's like every time that I was watching 
performances, like especially performances, the space is something that it really cuts up like my, my attention. There was always like a way of observing of like, oh, how did they manage with the space? How it evolved, you know, like, like thinking that the space can be something that it's alive and that it's evolving, like almost like, yeah, an organism, you know, Th these kind of things that really catch my attention. And then like uh, through like reading basically some architectures, which is like actually one Juan Nipalasma, which is a Finnish <laughs> architecture that uh, writes very like wise about like architecture, but like also the space and like basically it's like how he kind of wants to portray like that architecture needs to be much more um, embodied, you know, because it's an experience of the body, it's not an experience of the eye. So this is basically what, what he wants to, to portray. And then like, uh, of course, there was like this book of like poetics of space that uh, I got through you, <laughs> funny enough. And, Actually, like uh, in my master's, it came and everybody was like pretty surprised that I knew like about it because apparently it's something that it's very like it's from the 1930s. It's like, you know, an old, a, a guy that is very old. <laughs> so everybody was like, how did you arrive to this book? And then when I explained the story, it was even more surreal. You know? yeah, it's <laughs> so... Yeah, and in this book was also very. I think that it's it's a very revealing book of like the the meanings that are behind the space and the and the structures and the constructions that nature make and that we make and how almost these like are metaphors of our internal world. Is mm. it it just like really fascinated me. I just think it's all so. I don't know, like hearing you talk about it, I get excited about it because I don't know. I find that like we do so much to kind of like sanitize our sensory experience. And I keep saying that like our, our nervous systems are like malnourished, you know, and, mm -hmm. and we spend so much time in like the structures that we exist in that, you know, they could, they could support our senses rather than, than malnourish them. Yeah. Right. There could Definitely. be an aliveness. Yeah. But I'm, uh, it just like it worries me also like like um, you know like like our houses are boxes mm -hmm. and boxes make like boxes in thought you know it's like the space is an extension of who we are it informs about us and we inform the space so and we just build like buildings that are like rectangular like or squares you know and then we just like are surprised that people think like in frames and categories and in boxes and it's it's, it's just what it's it, it's what it's really around us unless so, you yeah oh no I was just I, go ahead and finish what you were saying but I, I, I have a question no 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 it's fine okay. no, I, I'm, I'm curious then like um whether it's subconscious or, or, or conscious, but in some way that you, maybe you can reflect on it, like how it's affected how you, I don't know, have decided to like create your space that you exist in now. And also like when you perform or even practice, like what, what you do with those spaces, if, if, if there's any way that you can kind of articulate maybe, maybe like direct influences. 
for example, like, um, first of all, like, I think already, like, uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to, maybe I don't answer your question, you can tell me, but for example, <laughs> I, well, I'm I sure that whatever, you, I'm sure whatever you say is worth hearing. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, uh, in reality, like, for example, training outside or practicing outside, practicing movement outside is already much more engaging with the space than uh, indoors right because like things are happening in uh, indoor there is a controlled environment that is much it requires a lot of artistry to 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 like play with the perception of what can happen indoor you know you need tricks like let's let's put it you need to manipulate uh, Outside already, there are a lot of things happening. And for example, for me, that I, I like to practice outside, uh, it's interesting, for example, when I, I start to see things that I can relate with, like a shadow or like a pattern in the, in the street or something that it's a bit more high or, or lower or like going down or like, and then I, I think it's also interesting to adapt your dance or have even a little dialogue with like, these curiosities that you that you find in the space mm -hmm. yeah and, even creating then, rhythms like rhythms with the sounds right well and, and, and then and then you're inevitably like you're you're influenced like through your like intelligence like even the stuff you can't hear mm -hmm. or see that you can talk about like you're influenced by all those surroundings because like the wind is changing, the sun is changing, the clouds are moving, like the surface underneath your feet is maybe uneven and like all of that stuff starts to kind of like influence you in these, or influence us in these subtle ways that, you know, are not the big ones, but they're, they're probably really important, right? Yeah. It's, cha it's challenging our, our senses. Yeah. And also like, I think that if, if you practice movement, it's almost like you are very lucky because it's it's like the, the the circle of like sensing you can like express it so like the circle of in, inside inner wall and outside wall it's almost like it's vanishing for like a little bit you know there is like a dialogue because you know you can yeah because movement allows this like uh, immediate response to also what is happening around you mm. and i think that this is very 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 special <laughs> right yeah the, it's a you get to have this like uh dialogue with like your your environment and the environment can be like all aspects of what's happening near you at that time yeah yes mm -hmm. definitely yeah because i think that which i think it i don't know like i keep always asking myself how important is this <laughs> you know mm -hmm. but it's just like uh it, it's it's a reminder of like of, of of being alive almost like very simple sometimes it's it's not enough <laughs> mm -hmm. and sometimes it's just like a lot you know so <laughs> yeah i think i think it's like the most important thing i know it's <laughs> it almost sounds dramatic but i really think it is because i think that this way of being that i think we're kind of talking about is like this way of like kind of dancing with life. So that means like with ourselves, with the people around us, with our environment. And, and I say dancing and people will hear it and think that I mean 
like quite literally dancing. And sometimes that's what it is, but I mean, dancing in terms of like being playful with what things are and not always trying to force or control, but kind of willing to get into like the, the stream of life and like paddle with it instead of trying to like build a dam. Yeah. And I think the, the things that we're talking about kind of continue to influence that, that willingness or that way. Yeah. I mean, you know, even if you try to control, I mean, there is so much that you can control. So, right. Right. <laughs> Better, like you. Now it reminds me, this, like, I find myself like with this sentence, like, be water, my friend, but. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm really not, uh, I'm not really, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, control is a big, it's a big topic. I'm still like trying to, to understand. Like in some sense, it like, it really doesn't, it doesn't make sense that you want to control everything because it just, yeah, like life happens and it happens despite you. Right. <laughs> But it control controls more of an illusion than anything else. Yeah, I think so. But then you know there is this. What happens when you want certain things, or when you have certain ambitions, or no, you have certain dreams. You know, like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it, it's difficult. I think sometimes it's like we. I, I don't know. We, it's like we exist in like this extreme version of control now, at least the way a lot of people kind of navigate where it's always trying to like, we know better than like the billions of years of evolution. And we try to like force our way through things. And which means that we're always trying to win, which means we're trying to like one up people or the environment rather than being like, I don't know, like what happens if we collaborate with it? What if we kind of like dance with it? What if we, instead of trying to defeat it, we just like work with it a little bit. Mm. because I think we've evolved to be able to do that because like we evolved with things like not separate from them. Yeah, I mean, mm, there was like now an exposition. I, I haven't, I haven't go, gone there, you know, but there is like a lot of uh, comparisons with nature and th there is this, this thing that in nature there, there is competition and there is collaboration. And in this, like in this museum exposition actually, there was like scientific proof that actually nature collaborates. It doesn't compete that this idea of Darwin is like old fashioned. I don't know, you know, I have, I'm, I'm not, I don't have enough knowledge on, on this. What I know is that uh, competition, at least to me, it brings a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. And it, it certainly doesn't go like uh, in the direction uh, uh, of my goals, I don't know how to say of, of my of my, of how I want to live. You know, yeah. it's, uh, this this I this I can say. It yeah. Uh, it yeah, it creates a lot of stress, uh, uh, envy. You know, uh, and I don't really want to go. I don't want to really be close to this kind of uh, feelings and sensations. And like, I don't want to relate to others in in this way. Mm -hmm. I, I I'm with you. I totally agree. <laughs> but I think that like there's like even when I watch you your performances, the performances that you and Tom do, mm -hmm. there's so much kind of like to me, like a vulnerability and like a, a willingness to be like surprised mm -hmm. by by I don't know, oftentimes you're like performing outside, right? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. on streets and also 
with people kind of around you in all different places, mm-hmm. not, not necessarily like in like kind of a traditional mm-hmm. theater type setup. So I don't know, there's like a lot of different elements to, to deal with because it's not all flattened out and perfect, mm-hmm. right? That there's kind yeah. of like, like this, this welcoming of like, oh, hey, like we have maybe our intentions or something, but like there's also this whole environment and group that are gonna be here and, and offer what they have. And we're, we're gonna have to be with that as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's something that performance art needs to be one of the things. It's like uh, that there is like an equal exposure, you know. I like uh, there is a like my exposure as a performer, uh, and also then the, there is the exposure of the audience to like maybe something that it's uh, uncomfortable, maybe something that it's hope, maybe it's questions, you know, things that trigger reflections. Uh, so like, and I, and I think that the exposure, my exposure is like, it's almost the first step, you know? It's like, uh, if you don't, like if I don't expose myself first, how I do expect the other, you know, like uh, to expose. And in a, in a context of a performance that also there is an underlying like hierarchy also, you know, because people comes to see you, you know, so mm-hmm. this is already creates like a, like a, a role, you know. So for me, this, this exposure, it's very important. And, and I think that the street is something that it really allows that very naturally because there is no stage. So this is like space wise, it's an embodied uh, horizontality. <laughs> Right, everybody's sharing, everybody's sharing kind of the same stage. So everybody's on the same level. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and then I think that the circle, it's, uh, it's an archetype uh, form. I think that uh, it already uh, brings a lot of imaginary of like, you know, like fire, the squares in the streets, like, it, it, like the energy flows around. There is uh, not that much hierarchy, you know, it doesn't, there is no way out. It's like everybody is in there sharing, like anything, that, something that happens. So, and of course, rituals. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and because like when you're in a circle too, it's like each person is kind of, part of the performance and an audience member at the same time, because like I could be watching you, but then there's an audience member and a bunch of them on the other side of you. And and I see them as well. Yeah. So I'm, I'm being influenced by you and, and them at the same time. So everybody's in it together. Yes. Yes, Mm. totally. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's uh, beautiful because it's not just like uh, what you see, but also it's what you sense, you know, you, you sense you are next to somebody and you sense heat. Mm-hmm. You hear yeah. a smile and this influence you, you know, it's like, yeah. it's almost like you allow yourself more. Like there is, for example, in the theater, normally it's like, there is like this um, quote, no? It's like, it's difficult to smile, like to laugh in the theater. Is uh, it's like you cannot stand and leave like stuff like this. Like in the street, it's just like you can make noise, you can just stand and leave, uh, you can make comments in the middle because it happens, <laughs> you know. So yeah, like you can also like choose to not really be fully engaged and retrieve and then come back, you know. So there is like there is a freedom of choice in the street that I think that. 
that it's really, it's also very important to, to portray that. I think it's beautiful. And I also think that you talked about something that I was speaking about with someone yesterday. Mm-hmm. You, you were kind of talking about, you were talking about exposure, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that, you know, you almost need to fully expose yourself to give people who are there to watch you the freedom to like be exposed as almost as much as they feel prepared to expose themselves. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this yesterday because um, I watched this great film about a, like a famous performer and he he's somebody who was like I don't know as I watched the interviews about him he was just like constantly very emotional but drew these big audiences you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I was like well what is it about these performers like what is it about these people it's like when -hmm. I think about like you know someone like a Robin Williams for instance Mm -hmm. right it's Mm -hmm. almost like he was willing to go to the furthest end of like the emotional and like wacky spectrum and be like, mm-hmm. I'll go all the way there for you. Mm-hmm. And then you have the freedom to, to arrive wherever you want to be. Mm-hmm. You can come all the way there with me or anywhere else because I've, I've laid it out. Like there's no, mm-hmm. there's like no room for embarrassment anymore because I've gone there. Yeah. And I think that other performers and great teachers, I think really do that as well. Almost being like, like I'm going to go to the, the most extreme so that you feel like you're free to go wherever you need to go. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, when you were talking about like, you know, kind of exposing yourself so everybody else feels free to like be exposed to wherever they want to be, it reminded me of that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, like, I think that, I think that the exposure, it's also something that it's, it's tricky. And here I'm like, again, maybe now I, I retrieved a little bit. It's uh-huh. uh, because um, there is the exposure of the, the process, you know, mm-hmm. like when you are dealing with when you want to talk and then, then you go deep, like, you know, it's, it's uh, sometimes it's, it's emotional, sometimes it, like it touches like your, your personal experiences. But I think also, at least for the kind of art that I, that I do, because I think that there is like specificities that I don't really like know that much, but um uh, it's also important once you like show it's like also almost not going all the time all the way you know mm-hmm. because like if I feel and I feel a lot mm-hmm. it's like you see me feeling a lot mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. there is always like a little bit of like give and take you know mm-hmm. like I go I do a step but then I, I I go a little bit back so you can come forward you know like also emotionally because if I'm just like pushing forward you are just going to see me pushing forward because there is no space mm-hmm. you know what i mean for for the other so, right right well it's it, it, like the 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 kind of just pushing 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 forward is like this more like selfish approach to performance as opposed to being like hey like here we go oh here I'll, oh wait i'll meet you back where you're at and like let's let's take a few steps together and now i'm going to take another step and then i'm going to yeah you know, we're going to keep kind of like moving together as opposed to like I don't care what you're going through. I'm, I'm on my way. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's selfish. Like, uh, it's just that this is, uh, this, is my, this is my way and it's how I feel. It suits my personality because also, like, as a performer and as an artist, you, you, you have to, you, are, you are who you are. You cannot escape who you are, you know? And then you have people that they go all the way and they do it, like, beautifully, you know? And people is moved and touched, like, 
you have, you have a Marina Abramovic, you know, that does like very extreme uh, durational uh, performances, you know, uh, like that. I'm not, I'm, I'm not able to do this kind of work. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know what I mean? It's like you are who you are. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I totally agree. I still, I, and I, and I still, and I think it's still at the same time, I still feel like it's like the artist gives like the audience, I don't want to say permission. It's like, they like, they, they, it's almost like the artist always still stays like a little, a little further than where most of the audiences like would normally comfortably go by themselves. Yeah. And they're just like, I laid a couple bricks down. So you like, you feel free to like get to where you, you want to go. So you know, you don't, yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's something like that because I think that, I don't know, people, especially in like our world, they feel almost like they kind of have to be a certain way. Mm -hmm. And then there are these artists who appear in different forms and fashions that just give them a moment to be like, oh, like I can, you know, like exhale for as long as I want that exhale to last for. Yeah, I mean, it's beautiful. I, I, I wish I could be that. <laughs> I don't know. You, you I think I, you, you might be if you're, if you're, you know, you know, drawing people the way you do. I feel like yeah. um, when you, when you guys perform, is it, is it, is it improvised, or is it? Um, yeah, I'm curious what what that looks like. Yeah, I mean, um, normally it's a bit of a mix because. Um, we we are we we practice improvisation and also improvisation for a performance. But then, for example, you have uh, you want to do like something that it's partnering together and it's like it has difficulty, you know. And with improvisation with another person, it's not always happening, you mm -hmm. know. So and in in the performance, like we play with. With things that are fixed because we want to achieve like something very concrete which i think that it's also an important tension you know because like you 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 need to study how to how to make that and maybe it's like a vision that you have you know and then you need to study and you work for it and, and then you put it and then the other part which is improvisation i i i also like because in some way it feels that it almost it, it's representing like the nature of movement and, and, and even performance, which is like ephemeral, you know, it's just like once it happens, it's just gone. So mm -hmm. there is like these, these two polarities in the, in the work and we feel comfortable with both of them. And, and I think that they allow different expressions because it allows different different ways of relating to each other you know like when we when we do something that is is fixed and it's working and it's flowing everybody's like oh it's so synchronized it's so like it's the flow of two people you know and and I think that this can be very inspiring but then when there is like the improvisation it's totally a different relationship in between the two of us it's like it's like surprising, it's reacting, it's like, and then there is choices, you know, and people can see what's the choice that you make and in one moment something surprised you and, you know, and, and, it, and it's a life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, as you were talking about it, it made me think it's kind of like, 
this balance between like the conscious and the unconscious mind. You know what I mean? Like the, the kind of like the ego is like what allows us to kind of like prep and plan and organize. Like the only reason you and I are on this call right now is because we have this like executive control over our brains where we can like plan things for the future. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like part, one part of performing is being like, oh, well, we have this way of our brain mm -hmm. acting. So like mm -hmm. we, sh we can prep and organize. So here's like a prep organized thing. And then there's this other part of us that's so intelligent and, and reactive and can can respond without without thinking yeah you know, like that like the automatic thing that is like can move and groove and it's like kind of being able to like move between the two of them is a is a really uh fascinating thing and kind of it just it, to me it speaks to the human experience in some way yeah it's, it's like a very it's very it's very good to practices you know i wouldn't like choose for one or another because I feel like that they both are entangled and there is nuances in the middle. Uh, yeah, but I, I actually wanted to also point out that the fact that actually like even in the street and um, even the fixed material, it has like a, a certain openness because the floors are different. Uh, you know, like now we're in Portugal and the floors is like little stones, you know, and you need to adapt to these little stones and then anything, it's like nothing is straight, you know, so you need to dance it like in the surface and it's not really like straight and then uh, there is the sun coming from this side and then there is the heat at this hour, but there is no heat at that hour, you know, it's like, <laughs> right. it's, uh, it's also... Again, it's 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 a it's an environment that you can con that you cannot control totally. So even yeah. if you work with fixed material, there is always uh, room within that for improvising. <laughs> yeah, well, so and as you said, you like you know, I think it's I think it's easy for people to forget that that in depending on what lens you're looking through th things through, everything is ephemeral. Like everything. Mm -hmm is yeah. impermanent just depending on like what measure of time we're looking at like everything is going to go away okay. um, um and it's like embracing that is kind of a beautiful thing because again like to bring it back to that control thing it's like when we try to like hold on to things and like keep them permanent whether it's you know bodies spaces the world or whatever it's like it, you know it's a, it's like an exercise in frustration yeah right? yeah and I think it's important to practice it because like sooner or later, uh, something will happen in, mm -hmm. in your life that you cannot control for sure, you know, mm -hmm. and then it could be a nice wake up, mm -hmm. but it could be also that if you like already like practice a little bit, uh, it, it's, you will have a bit more tools to, to, to manage, to, mm -hmm. to, to make sense of it, to, yeah, to live it. <laughs> yeah. When I think about like watching some of the videos of, of you performing on the street and oftentimes like I think uh, maybe it's just like what's first coming to my head, but like performing on like cobblestone and kind of like some areas that feel like, you know, like older towns. So like the, 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 the buildings kind of reflect their age that like, mm. you know, that they're, they're part of like a, um, an impermanent process as well. Yeah. Right. So like thinking about you talking about this and thinking about like what I've, what I've seen you do, like there's kind of a reflection of that space in this way of performing, of being like, the space is impermanent. This group together at this moment is impermanent. And this performance as it is, is not going to be the same way anywhere else. 
Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And kind of like reflects the cracks of all the things that are out in, in, in this area. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting what you're saying, like, like, um, like the, one of the, the things that we had is like that we were in, uh, doing the piece in a museum, like inside. And then there was like all these paintings of religion, like Christ and like the, like the woman, you know, like the, how the, the woman was painted. And I think it, it is a very, it could be a very interesting dialogue to, to like of a, of different times that are dialoguing in in this right moment and and to assess also what what has happened and where we are uh, yeah and uh, at least for example for me this gave me a lot of perspective it's like oh that's mm. that um like you know as a woman i'm uh, i'm not in that place anymore like uh, that's that's nice and I think like, yeah, with buildings, uh, it's interesting. Like there is, there is this architect that he died very, very young. It's, it's called Enrique Miralles. It's like Catalan actually, but like with a lot of projection outside. And he was saying that uh, any building that it's in the present, it's, uh, it's contemporary. You know, we have these uh, differences in between all, old, and like new because it's like recent made, but actually if it's old and it arrives to nowadays, it's contemporary. And then when he was like trying to um, uh, portray with his uh, architecture is almost like, instead of like er erasing the traces of time, almost mm -hmm. like um, bring them like out, you know, like, uh, like, uh, and underlying them, like which reminds me a little bit of the the Japanese kitsugi, it's called, you know, that it's like that they put this gold uh, uh, pigment into like uh, ceramics that are broken, and then oh, like the uh, like the wabi sabi art. Uh, it's kitsugi. It's like um, it's ceramics, and then they when when it broke, they fill the 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 string, the line that. With the, with gold, yeah. So it's it's a way of uh, of saying that everything that it's imperfect or old or uh, it could be it can be beautiful, and yeah, I like also this. Uh, I, I I think it's amazing. And I think that like in that Palasma book, he talks about this, or maybe it was Poetics of Space, where he talks a little bit about how like modern day architecture tries to like create these structures that will look the same 10, 20, 40, 50 years from now, instead of like allowing them to like reflect, mm. reflect their, their change. Yeah. Right? You know, that yeah. there's like, there's a beauty in like what the building looks like brand new and there can be an equal beauty in what it looks like at a hundred years old. If we let it kind of go through its process the same way yeah. that we should with, with human beings. <laughs> Yeah, but I guess that it, it really it it really speaks to our like fragility of like the passing of time. You know, it's like right into your face, like things getting old, things decaying. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, and I, and I 
maybe it's like it's funny that we speak a lot about space and architecture in a, in a podcast of move, movement but i i really think that it's a, it's very connected you know more than uh, what we think because it it's really like you know architecture really codifies how we how we move within it mm-hmm. so <laughs> well, yeah, and, yeah. As you, and, and then as you said, the, ref, you know, the, the architecture is like a reflection of like how we, what's happening inside of us and yeah. how we kind of like organize ourselves. And it, so it's like, we can use it as this mirror to be like, oh, like, where have we gotten to now? Yeah. You know, there can yeah. be like lessons in that. And then yeah. I also just totally agree that like, I don't know, um, our, our, our senses crave more. They really mm-hmm. do, you know, and like, there's so much intelligence available to us that like we've like evolved to be ready to receive and we like don't we don't receive it because we can't always articulate what we're like going to get out of it mm, yeah and like to me like what we're going to get out of it is just living and it's yeah. you know and it's not there's nothing to like it's not like a goal related thing it's just like oh it's just more of like what we're here to do yeah yeah totally Totally, but like, I I feel like somehow like this this decision of like, okay, I'm like, I'm going to be an artist, I'm going to be a dancer, you know, like for what? (laughs) It's my language, I like to express myself, but for what? It's a way of living, that's it. It's just life, yeah. 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 So like it's like it's far it's far away that I went this road. I don't know if I can come back anymore from from that. Yeah, um, I'm I'm only gonna switch gears only because I wanna I wanna bring it up for just a second because I'm mm-hmm. I'm curious about this because I know you were a journalist, mm-hmm. and I and I'm curious about that time in your life and like. Mm-hmm were you dancing at that time or Mm -hmm. was that something totally separate? And also like, I don't know, like how you think about how that is like, how that continues to influence some of the things that you do, at least the ways that you can articulate. Yeah. Uh, Like, like uh, in that moment, like I, I, when I started journalism, like I, I I wasn't dancing, Mm -hmm. um, but after a year of a, existential crisis <laughs> literally like I, I mean it <laughs> I met dance like accidental meeting again <laughs> maybe this is my life <laughs> and um, yeah so and then it was like such a cathartic experience of freedom that I just realized that this is not how I was feeling in my life and it made me very sad uh, but then, like my uh, transition from journalism, first of all, um, in a way, I was very disappointed with the university. I had a very romantic idea of the university as a, as a place of a, a lot of a changing and dialogues, and it ended up like more being a, a place where I listen and write and. Uh, and I and I and I and I just like give like my 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 task, you know, and exams. So this was like a really disappointing. Um, then I'm very soon I realized that uh, you know, as a journalist, in that this is this was my impression. It's almost there is this idea of objectivity 
uh, which you know I find out that it's not such. It's like pretty subjective. Like already, like choosing information and organizing information is is very subjective. Uh, so then I was like, well, so <laughs> therefore, why I don't make my own information, you know, instead of just like being like a like a, a middle middle person, you know, like that is just like from the source to the uh, spectators or like the readers or you know, like this this was. And I think that in another sense, like uh, journalists connects with them in, in, in the fact that uh, for me, they are like uh, two ways of communicating. Like with, with journalism, you use words and with them, you communicate with the, with the body. So in that sense, for me, they, they are connected. Like I think that I, 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 had, I have this urge to communicate with the outside somehow with others. So and, and and I think that this is something that it is still like like continuing with me. Yeah. Mm. Do you do you feel like like um like that there's like uh, limitations with words that that you're able to kind of transcend with the body? I don't know if that makes sense. Where it's like you know we're we're, we're limited by by the languages and and what words exist for what things but you know with our body and art we can broaden the storytelling uh, for me yes like you know I, i'm not a poet mm -hmm. uh, so like my mm, language uh, abilities like it's like like pretty reduced i guess but they, there's people that know a lot that they, ha they have a lot of words and then they find that like the right words and, and they put it in a way that it expands, you know, what you, what, what you understand or what you grasp. But I think also that dance, like it kind of, uh, it touches or the body touches another kind of knowledge, at least for me, that it's like, it's more the subconscious. Uh, it's, it's, it's more like a grasping thing more than understanding. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how to explain it, you know, it's like, you, you just like, you get it, but you just cannot name it, but there is something that you get, like, mm -hmm. and this, <laughs> and this, I, I feel comfortable there, I like that, you know, I don't need to, I, I don't need to understand everything at the, at the right moment, you know, I'm patient, mm -hmm. right? Sometimes, like I don't, I, I just grasp it. I don't understand, and then like time passes, and it somehow it falls or it rises. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> the meaning of it. But yeah, I think that what is important, at least for me, is that you can access with the body other knowledge that is uh, maybe less less common because we can put it less in words, which at the at. at it's like the, the, the rationality is what, what we are used to communicate with each other, so. Right, like, like words are like the newest, our, our newest way of communicating, right? Like before that, we used to communicate with our bodies and with like, you know, just noises and inflections and things like that. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, as you said, it's like you can't always articulate it, but like people, you, you hear something. There's something that you, that, that, that is, that is heard. You and I, when we talk, so 
you and I chatted, I don't know, what was it like a month ago? And we just like hopped on the phone and chatted a little bit. And we were talking Mm -hmm. about kind of like coming from like different languages, like, you know, as our first language. Mm -hmm. And, and we chatted a little bit about like, that there's kind of this like magic, right? When, um, when you, when you cross paths with somebody and like, you don't share the same language, Mm -hmm. like, like we, we have all these other tools that help us communicate with one another. And because we only really, we often only spend time with people who speak our own language. So like we, we, we lean hard into the words, but like, you know, I don't know, there were these moments and you and I kind of talked about them a little bit where it's like, where like our languages was like creating this little bit of a gap mm-hmm. and like, we end up kind of helping each other with like our physicality or like yeah. kind of like some sort of metaphors or stories to be like, oh, you mean like, you know, so every, yeah. we start bringing those other things to like the forefront because like, it's not yeah. that we're like inventing that right now like it exists in us to like communicate in that way yeah that that's when when you were talking this is exactly what i was thinking i'm like uh, yeah, but actually like when we communicate with words there is like a lot of uh, body language happening like which we call gestures but uh <laughs> there mm-hmm. is also the tone of the voice and um, yeah so like there is a lot of already like this other kind of communication it's so these days <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah right <laughs> in the language like when we speak words so yeah actually yeah so do you do you find any do you still write at all do you spend any time writing uh yeah like uh in general i i have a i, I I'm, I'm i'm like in and out but i'm 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 having a, a diary Mm-hmm. basically like for me it's 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 pretty important to have a place where uh, I can lean my uh, thoughts and I don't know I found I, I find it very 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 releasing like to have this like this place where, where you can just like write anything that you want that mm-hmm. makes you feel anything like uh and it, it's just there you know and then it's almost like I feel first of all I, I engage with the dialogue with myself mm-hmm. like the internal dialogue which mm-hmm. and and second of all I don't bring them all around during all my days so mm-hmm. this is this is pretty important for me in the in the writing and then um like I was writing the articles or like I'm, I'm very interested in like how dance uh, connects to places and geographies and cultures and and for this I use words mm-hmm. uh, to to establish or to communicate these connections mm-hmm. um, and then actually like in performance I also use words because I think that the like I don't um I don't, I don't, I don't refuse like the power of creating images with words. I think that it's also uh, very powerful, but I just think that they can, these languages can merge. They don't need to be either or, or separate. I think that they can really collaborate with each other. Mm -hmm. The, the articles, are you publishing these articles? Uh, yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, yeah, but like actually after COVID because like they are related to places and to mm-hmm. traveling. So 
with COVID and everything, it's something that it really, really stopped. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, like uh, for now, it's like that. It's like it's it's sitting. Yeah, because I think I think it's kind of I think it's kind of a a wonderful idea to kind of like yeah write these articles about kind of communicating with different spaces at different times and different environments. I, I don't know. I think that there's something really interesting there, especially yeah, yeah. Now, especially now after like even with your like continued education now to like see like where that would go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it just like it takes pretty, it, it takes time, but because also like I decided to write it in English, mm-hmm. which is not my um, my nature language, <laughs> like mm-hmm. my mother language. And then I made mistakes because like, you know, you can speak another language, but your way of structuring ideas, they are connected to your mother language. So like it's it's a Spanish or Catalan English, you know, it is in English, but like the way of structuring is in, in, in Catalan and, and Spanish. And I need to almost overcome a little bit this barrier that I have for myself in order to like keep going. But uh, I, I also think that it's very interesting like to find these connections because I think they are there. Like I'm not a, a scientific uh, yeah. or something like this, but there are connections that are very funny and like they, it can be a very artistic way of explaining uh, history, uh, politics, um, realities of, of places. Mm-hmm. What, what's like an example? I mean, I'm, I'm curious now, like what is an example of one that you've done? recently or or even a while ago and i'm curious i mean like i guess like the, the one that comes into my mind is uh, is israel because uh-huh. it's it's a very interesting place uh, for movement because it's like it, it gave born to a lot of uh, movement and dance people and um, and actually like it's very interesting, for example, like the, the most famous movement, dance movement uh, practice, it's called Gaga, which is like uh, an improvisation uh, based technique, uh, which is not common, you know, because in Europe or even, no, mostly in Europe or no, even in the States, like in the beginnings in like the 70s, 80s, like uh, a lot of the techniques were based on forms, you know, mm-hmm. it's like they structure a class based on form. So like to come up with like any, any completely improvised um, technique for a, com- well, uh, and I see that it's really connected with the fact that geographically they need to fly out or fly in, you know? It's mm-hmm. like they cannot, Israelis cannot go with the train or with the, with the bus anywhere because they are surrounded by countries that they, that they are enemies, you know. Mm-hmm. So and I and I found that this geographical constraint like makes them very like comfortable with techniques that embody uh, imagination mm-hmm. because they need to fly. <laughs> right, right, right. So I make this kind of like uh, right because like, they, they they can't just like walk. They just can't walk over and put their hands on the thing. No, if they want to. It's like they have to imagine it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And also, it was interesting for me to see how many people practice yoga in, in Israel, which is like, you know, at the end, it's like, a, it's, it's a practice that is looking for, like, the self, 
but also in a way like the self in calmness or the self like yeah i don't know if it's calmness but but you know it's like a place where there is a lot of trauma Mm-hmm. Uh, from from before and from now, you know, like they deal with a lot of trauma, and it's it's interesting that there is so many yoga teachers, so mm-hmm. many, so many, so many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're you're I'm so I'm, I'm fascinated that you you jumped to Israel because I think it was very recently where I I asked somebody I said why is it that Israel is like this like this like kind of movement mecca there's so many things that happen there and so many people who come out of that space i don't know it's interesting hearing you you dig into to your observation of it i mean i also think that there is another important thing which is um the sense of a a life because at the end of the day they they face uh constant Mm, pseudo wars or wars you know like their life uh, is threat like there is something that uh, there is always something it's difficult to construct to to build something in israel that it will last for a long time because you can have like missile something that, that gets destroyed uh, you know it's like there is like uh we don't we like in europe we don't have we don't face this like you know you don't have like um you didn't lose anybody in, around you. And in Israel, there is always somebody that was under a terror attack. There is always somebody, you know, it's like, um, and I think that in that sense, like the, the, they are very attached to the present of life. It's not, right. it's not a culture that like really goes, uh, like things like um, in terms of uh, security. Is it, do you think do you think it's like a different relationship with mortality? Yes, mm. I think so. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's so. interesting. Yeah, interesting. and I think that that's that connects to movement because it's 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 again it's like a, an ephemeral thing, mm-hmm. transient. So in a way, I think that it connects to the idea of life and and death. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's fascinating. Because it's like a I, I always obviously realize that it's like this very, very unique place in the world, but I couldn't connect all the, the elements and qualities of like what make that mm-hmm. space in this time mm-hmm. kind of fit all these things that are happening. So it's interesting hearing you like your ideas and your like wonderings about it because I'm, it, it, it makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, but again, it's not really scientific. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it is my... Uh, my impression and like the way of like associating the, but it's not harm because you know I'm not speaking about the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so why did you decide to write all these in English? Good uh, question. Um, good question. Uh, I have, yeah, that's funny. Maybe this is very, like, I have a bit of travels now with my locality. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh, like the, the, the Catalan, the Spanish identity, like, I'm, I'm having a bit of travels with, with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 
So I don't really, somehow I don't really find myself. And, and, and in a way, like I met so many people in the last years through movement uh, that I connect, you know, that um, it almost, that, that became a bit more like, identity I guess it's funny but it's just like I have more in common yeah so and it's nice because it's a, it's it's all over the world and that uh, there is this this connection through through movements through something that we like to do it's not it's not where you have been born it's something that you choose Mm-hmm. And somehow this this connection it, it became strong these last years, and that's why I also, I, I wrote it in English. Plus, like English became like like a, my a intimate language. So, mm-hmm. what I mean, you don't have to answer, but I I, I guess I'm curious because you said it there at the answer when you started answering this, but you talked about kind of like you know your identity with like Spain you know i'm curious about that but obviously you know only only if you feel like sharing but it, but i but i think it's interesting um no like now i'm not speaking so much about like the the spain and catalan conflict but more like how i feel towards the both mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh no it's just something that i'm experiencing recently like mm-hmm. uh just Maybe I don't know, like I guess, like exposure to to other places, other cultures, also make you take distance to from your culture, and then like seeing maybe things that you know what they don't really represent me. You know, I'm not really like this. I don't want to embody these values so much. You know, it's like. Mm, I feel <laughs> so it's like a little bit of a process right now of uh, of of uh, of distancing in that sense you know which you can you can say also that it's like you know we've been conditioned and like it's also like understanding okay what's these conditions and like uh, what are the ones that fit me and what are the ones that don't fit me anymore you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I understand yeah. I, re- I relate to this I realize it just doesn't come with like a like a, a, a change in language, but I can relate to that, you know, okay. sometimes being in the United States. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I understand. Yeah. Maybe there are times where I think to myself, I'm like, oh, there's this other language that might represent that, that might be a little more with like a values I'm connected with. I don't know, but yeah, uh-huh. I, I, under, I understand where you're coming from. Cool. I'm, I'm happy yeah. because at the same time, it's like, it's, it's so weird because, you know, also like at least my culture, it's, Again, it's like it's it's an old culture, mm-hmm. so it's there is a lot of emphasis on roots, you know. Mm. Really? Like, yeah, like earth, the roots you come from something, and like uh, and and uh, like in the tradition that you mm-hmm. that we need to like um, take care of. You know, like meaning folklore, meaning like meaning the language itself. That of course, uh, but there is there is this idea of roots. And then when when I'm saying this, like I I, I have inside like a very big struggle because I'm like, whoa! But if I don't have like earth, if I don't have ground, what am I gonna be? Right. <laughs> <You know? Right. laughs> 
Right. Do you, do, when you, when you say rules, do you almost feel like it's like, it's almost like the, the, the stories that are like the rules haven't like evolved with like where, where society and culture is at. And it's kind of holding on to like the way the stories were, but rather than maybe keeping this, like the, the values of the stories the same, but letting them kind of like move with the times. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And also, you know, it's a time that the, the, the idea of identity is so much around, mm -hmm. uh, but that it's like, for me, it's a struggle because like, you know, there is so much, I'm coming from a culture, which is like Catalan that has been uh, neglected uh, for a while. Now it's okay, but it has been neglected. So for me, just to say that, like to, to say like, ah, we, like maybe there is some values that it could be nice if they evolve because we, we are different, but then there is like, yeah, but we need to preserve uh, who we are and our culture because we've been neglected for some years. So like, actually like it survived because of like almost stubbornness, you know, like that's, that's why culture survived because there is like a bunch of people that feel really proud and really stubborn and like, they will like die for it, fight for it, you know, <laughs> so there is, yeah. Right, right. It's a, it's challenging because it's like on one side, you're just like, oh, there's, there's like a richness here and it hasn't been watered. Right. And then mm -hmm. there's like, oh, but it could grow too much. You're like, oh, like, how do we like have it yeah. grow just enough? Yeah. And like, in the, now that I think about it, it's like, if, if you kind of like abstract this, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, I think that it, it, it's something that uh, it happens like around. Like mm -hmm. it happens with the, with the, you know, yeah, the so-called like Black Lives Matter, like you know that, that there is this thing of like evolving, preserving, uh, healing, forgiving, uh, yeah, so, mm -hmm. like yeah, adapting to new times, but not to forget that we. Uh, suffer that we were neglected that we which is true you know but again like how do we adapt these values also to nowadays and mm -hmm. yeah yeah no i i i agree because it's like uh yeah sometimes i just think that like the i think about how like you know on different continents at different times in the in the history of the world so many of the same conclusions were made through stories, right? Like the, the kind of the base ideas are the same. And then over time, it's like, they start to become like really rigid in terms of like how the stories are told and it becomes about the story and not like the message behind the story. Yeah. And people hold on to the story and maybe not so much on to like the message. Yeah. Like, oh, well, like, let's let the story kind of like move and evolve with yeah. the message the same way, but people people st stop halfway back and don't don't get all the way to the message yeah i mean and, it's funny that, that you say this because today i was uh, thinking you know like the the idea of archive and the idea of documenting you know mm -hmm. like that uh, to um, to store things mm -hmm. like 
and and of course stories and happenings like and then like documenting them so that we can look to it and uh, today I was like oh maybe maybe it's not such a good idea you know like uh because there is like already like a like a translation from this original idea you know and in this translation it's when there is danger you know because nobody knows if this is like the the like if that was the core you know this was what it was intended to to say you know but yeah. then there is like a there is a translation and then it's passing and like you know it's like this game of the of the phone that you say a word you know and then from the first to the 20 the, the, the word has nothing to do with what's the original you know? so. yeah I, th- I, th- I think about I think about this a lot because um I'll, I'll always remember I forget which it was like an Alan Watts book or something but like it was it was definitely about like it was probably about Zen talking about like you know it's it's like eastern origins and him kind of in the very beginning, just being like, no matter how many different ways I talk to you about this, you can never understand it as it was intended or the way it was brought out originally, because like, you don't speak the language that it was, that it came came to be in. You didn't participate or live in the culture at that time in all these different contexts. So like, this is, you you always have to like remember that like as much as you as much as I can present mm. this thing to you, mm. you we're still seeing it through a Western lens in mm. all the different ways, mm. you know, and 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 almost keeping that in mind, being like so like mm. whatever you understand or whatever you take from this or whatever, like just remember like there's massive blind spots. Yeah, that that's that's uh, that's wise. Like to start with the disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that that's very yeah, that's very wise. Like, yeah. And but I, I, I forget. Like I also thought about what you said there about like maybe not having to write all the stories down. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. you know, up until the printing press and things like people would just share stories and I would mm-hmm. and, and you would have a, like a story about a value or something. And yeah. you tell me the story and then I'd carry that story. And then I would take whatever I've learned in life and whatever experience that I had. And I'd retell that story, but like in my way, mm-hmm. and then the next person would kind of take that story. And there was some, and it would also brought people together and it was more intimate because mm-hmm. it was verbal and everything. And yeah, we don't, we don't have that in the same yeah. way where like, yeah. and that's where the stories evolve. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And in that in that sense then like because like as you you describe like a process that is like uh, it's person to person individual to like individual you know and now like the stories that are passing they are like community you know so and in that sense there is such a like a reduction of these like very different voices you know it's like one story and yeah i think like uh there is danger in this one story, whether before, you know, like it almost, you you would hear what you were meant to hear. And, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like you were here, you hear what you were, you, what you were meant to hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like your, your I don't know, like the, your, your mother, your father, your like, this is also, 
it's something that it's 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 interesting that you say that because like I, I realized like not so long ago that I, like I knew that my grandfather had like four sisters instead and I thought always that he had just one and I was like shocked I was like are you serious that like you didn't know how many sisters your father well like one died and then like you know doesn't count <laughs> it's very strange but i know the story of catalonia and i know the story of the, of spain but i don't know that my grandfather had four sisters and not one you know it's like <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, it was shocking for me. Yeah, I bet it was. Yeah. But you're right, though. It's like, it's like there, there's not enough of this kind of like more intimate storytelling that happens. You know what I mean? So it's like, we know the stories that everybody in the community is supposed to know, but you're like, oh, but like, what about that? Yeah. That, that, that closer thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's almost like sad because like through stories it's like it's, it's how you know also the other or what was uh, his her life in the sense of like what he was uh, feeling how he was like saying things how what he or she chooses to explain you you know so, I don't know there is so much knowledge I think lost there and it's also this like these like bridges right where we can like you know the story is like where as different as you and I could be, there's somewhere on like the bridge of a story that, you know, like the, the rich stories. I'm, I'm taking this like online course on storytelling and he talks about like yeah. going past the skin to like the bones, like the, like the, the stories that like get to the bones, which is like mm -hmm. those things that are like captured in the unconscious that like everybody can relate to. Yeah. And like, that's where like, where we meet and where we, we, we can like develop empathy, right? Mm -hmm. Because we it's understand really each other. Yeah, I mean, I think that you kind of like, you pointed out like a little bit before, like mm -hmm. in, in, in a bit different words, uh, to totally, and I'm also very interested in that, like how from, like, like my story, like how to like explain a story that uh, everybody can relate, you know, because I think that looking for your identity, like it's a universal story, it's looking for who you are. You know, that's that's the universal story. And sometimes I feel also that we get lost in things like, you know, it's like, um, like this heritage and that heritage and this heritage and like, and this is what I want to tell. It's like, yeah, but like what you really want to tell is that you are looking for who you are. Yeah. You know, and this is where I can empathize with, with you. This is where I can connect. This is how I can reflect to my own story. Yeah. You know? Right. It's like we spend like there's so much time often spent on like the differences of different places yes. that like there could be so much there. Maybe I should just say there probably is, but I should I should just say there could be more value in just finding those like stories that are the bones yeah, and letting people kind of like meet at those stories. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. like that's like that's where that seems to be like where they're like the bridges of compassion, maybe or something. Yeah. But the question is like, how do you find these stories? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where are they now, right? If they're only printed, and we have to re we have to say them exactly as they were written. That's mm -hmm. like that's like a very very big question. How do you find that story? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I I totally agree. Especially you know when when people aren't when they aren't gathering in that way. But I feel like people are drawn to it and they don't even realize it. You know what I mean? Like people. 
they they feel it when it happens and sometimes the story is like in words and sometimes the story is like in other ways of 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 communicating you know but like those things that are at the bones like like the people can't help but like be drawn to it you know like, yeah. it's like it, it it pulls them in because it communicates something that's like you know deeply human yeah yeah you know, like that's what like to me, like that was like Michael Jackson. People maybe couldn't relate to like all the words, but there was something about that thing that was so like deeply yeah. at the bone. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, <laughs> I don't know it, what to add to it. <laughs> that's all right. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny that we're speaking right now because I think you're the first person I've spoken to that's like definitely, you know, in a different continent yeah but i'm going to see you the same week that we're chatting yeah it's the it's the first it's the first time that this has happened amazing and <laughs> and actually like uh, I, I i met you before in person in person in person so like probably i will not be shocked when i when i will meet you but i don't know if it happens to you like i met like because of this covid i met a lot of people like friends on screen and then like live and it's like like they are totally different it's uh -huh. like you can you can think that uh, like a camera can really like uh, show you how this person is but they're like you see it and you are like oh my god I, like you are thinner, you are taller, you are slimmer, you know, you know, it's like, I, mm. and, and then like their energy, like everything changes. It's like, it's a different person. And like, I mean, for, for me, it was very shocking because I thought that the camera, you know, it was like, it's like, it reproduces like who you are somehow. Mm -hmm. And no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, you're, <laughs> you're, you're totally image. right. Yeah, you're totally right. Right. <laughs> Like it's why it's like it's why this thing is great because it allows us to be able to do this, but it's not enough. No, no. Yeah, it it definitely doesn't make up for like being with people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like it's even so just right, even even just right now when we've been chatting, like you're looking at a screen and you're looking at me, but like yeah. what I'm seeing is you looking at my shoulder. Because because of like because of the way that your camera is set up and everything, it like it, you, like it, like we're not looking at each other in the face. And I'm sure I'm like looking over at like the crack in the wall or something. Uh, you are like, yeah, looking a little bit down. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It's funny, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I hope, yeah. well, well, hopefully I'm a completely different person. Hopefully it's a, a full-blown surprise when I see you and you're like, oh my God, I'm totally different. I mean, unless you have changed a lot, like since, I don't know, three years. Yeah. That was the last time, like three years ago. I think it was in like 2000, uh, actually it was 2019. It was like right before COVID. Yeah. Right. Cause it was, uh, you guys were in New York, which would have been yeah. like, yeah, like really right before it all hit maybe October, November or something. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so different. <laughs> yeah. Um, if people want to connect with you, yeah. What, what's the best way to do that? And do you have anything coming up workshop performance-wise that, that you would like people to know about? I mean, yeah, like uh, the, the workshops I share with uh, Tom Wexler. <laughs> so like uh, you can meet the both of us. 
now, like in, I'm really bad with schedules. Uh, <laughs> no, in France, like we have maybe like movement archery, basically, <laughs> movement archery. <laughs> And then, like for the for the articles, they are in waysofmoving.net, mm-hmm. uh, and for the work of the company, it's it's called Wonderground Company. Um, you can go to the website also and uh, to social media like Instagram, Facebook, 